Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. In order to make this story make sense, I have to ask you to stop thinking that any of it makes sense. What's happening, the commentary about it, the spin around it, this is maddening, absolutely insane. It starts from a a basic statement. The Biden administration is going to build the wall on the southern border in Texas. OMG, are you kidding me right now? I am I am not. What they have stated via Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, what they have stated is and I'm quoting, there is presently an acute an immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States in the project areas pursuant to Section 102A and 102B of the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act of 1996. Now, before we go any further... If you don't mind, I want to take you back just a week ago. I want to take you back to when Ayanna Presley was telling Jake Tapper on CNN that there was nothing wrong at the border. That the border is secure. To which Jake Tapper was like, wait, 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 what? It sounds like in there you acknowledged that there are millions of people crossing the border illegally, which would mean that the border is not secure. But um, I, I mean, I don't disagree with any of the points you made about these people are trying to seek better lives and they're escaping all sorts of horrible things. But would you grant me the point that the border is not secure? Jake, that is a conversation for another day. Oh, okay. The border's not secure, and Ayanna Presley wanted to tell you that the border was fine. The border, of course, is not fine. It was Hank Johnson of Georgia, Democrat, who, amongst many things, told you that he feared too many soldiers on the island of Guam because it would capsize, true story, speaking to, I think it's Jackie Heinrich. No, it's, this, that, that was not Jackie Heinrich. Uh, it's speaking to Fox News, though. People are breaking the rules, paying a criminal organization to do so, to get to the front of the line. Does that concern you? Have you ever been to the border before to see what's happening? Yes, I have. I've spent a lot of time at the border, yeah. You didn't talk with the right people, apparently, because your information, your questions based on, uh, you know, your questions are kind of off base. Oh. Off base. There's, there's, 
There's nothing going on at the border. There's 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 no illegal immigration at the border. Hank Johnson actually said everybody's just waiting at the border to come into the country. Did I say hello, Tony Katz? Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Well, Hank Johnson says uh, that, that Ms. Vaughn there, the reporter, is off base. She gets bad information. Here's a resident of Brownsville, uh, just as a matter of, of backing me up there, Jason, producer Jason. Finger on the dump button, if you would. But when you talk with folks who call the Rio Grande Valley home and have been dealing with the flow of migrants and crossings for years, they have long been frustrated that more hasn't been done. I said, it's, it's crazy down here. I mean, we're back to numbers that we were seeing in May. It is catastrophic. It is unreal. And it's a travesty. It's a humanitarian crisis at its best. And we have folks that we are supposed to call leaders. They don't even deserve that title anymore. You can just watch video after video after video of people streaming across. And you realize the level of hatred that clearly the political left has in engaging this conversation. It's hatred. Now, we can argue that the political right hasn't done enough to seal the border. Uh, You will not get me to disagree. I will wholeheartedly agree. But declaring that somehow everything's fine is, is nuts. Ayanna Presley is a horrific liar, and Hank Johnson is a remarkable fool. But can we go back to Alejandro Mayorkas talking about an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers? Physical barriers, you mean you want to build the wall. Hello. Oh, hey, uh, President Trump. Uh, we were just talking about how uh, how uh, the Democrats are now going to build a, a wall after after saying that that your wall didn't didn't work. Because that's what they said. We can just simply go back to 2021. Corinne Jean-Pierre, who at the time, I believe, was just the uh, deputy press secretary. But this was her time in front of the microphone. As you know, we have said that um, I, I have to look at the, the uh, comments. I have not seen them, so I want to make sure I, I read it within context. Uh, but we have talked about the border wall here in, in general as, as a way uh, that uh, it's been used in, in a, to, to, you know, to, to close the border. And we feel that it is a policy that doesn't work. And it's not just us. Uh, you know, experts have said that uh, the border wall is not, uh, is not an effective policy. As far as those comments, I can't comment on that i actually i have not seen it i have not read them and i need to to read it in context it's not effective so why are you doing it why are you why are you building it and and you are you are Customs and Border Patrol telling Fox News there were more than 260,000 encounters in September which would be the highest monthly total on record Now, Border Patrol confirms that the waivers for barrier projects announced in June, and it will cover approximately 17 miles in Starr County. Consistent with Homeland Security's plan to fulfill President Biden's January 20th, 2021 proclamation that ended the diversion of funds for border wall from military projects or other sources while calling for the expenditure of any funds Congress appropriated for barrier construction consistent with their appropriate purpose. 
Wait, well, I'm not quite sure how I'm supposed to take that. Here's how President Biden puts it. Answer one question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what it was appropriated. I can't stop that. So the money has to go towards this thing because that's where the money has to go. But when asked if the border wall, or or I should really say it differently, when asked if you think that walls work, you say no. Do you believe the border wall works? No. Okay. If you had said to us via Alejandro Mayorkas, look, we've tried to move this money in different directions. We have to spend it on this. So we're going to build the thing. Well, then, okay. But that's not how you said it. What you said was, and I'll read it again for the people in the cheap seats. There is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States in the project areas pursuant to 102A and 102B of the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Cut Responsibility Act of 1996. Acute, immediate, construct physical barriers and roads to prevent unlawful entries into the United States. Why not just say, we tried to put the money into feeding puppies, but Republicans don't want us to feed puppies, and we couldn't appropriate the money in any other way, so we got to build the wall. You didn't say that. You said there's a real issue. Now, by the way, there is a real issue. Now, let's take a look at what they build. Because if somebody told me, that I had to build wall and I didn't think walls work and the only thing I could do with this money is build a wall, is it too uh, specificity? Or can I build 37 miles of picket fence? We built the wall out of the finest paper towels money could buy. We built these walls, but we built them with decorative archways that were about 17 feet high and 14 feet wide. Oh, you can get a lot of people through that. My gosh. But it's isn't it pretty? Isn't it? It's like having our own castle. Let's see how they build the thing. Maybe there are rules about how it has to be built. But this statement from Mayorkas is 180 degrees opposed to the statement being made by the president. So one could argue that he is being consistent with his press secretary from 2021 in his words, but his actions through his uh, secretary of Homeland Security say something else. What it says is we've got a problem at the border, which, of course, we know we do. Because we have a problem at the border. Let's see what they build. What I thought was great, and and the way I had the, the story, and this came from an environmental group called biologicaldiversity.org. 
It's disheartening to see President Biden stoop to this level, casting aside our nation's bedrock environmental laws to build ineffective wildlife-killing border walls. Stark County is home to some of the most spectacular and biologically important habitat left in Texas, and now bulldozers are preparing to rip right through it. This is a horrific step backwards for the borderlands. Because to build this, the Biden administration that said it will waive environmental, public health, and cultural resource protection laws, 26 of them. Now, wait a second. The wall money was appropriated. Right? That, that's the argument that Biden's making. Was the location appropriated? Was the location predetermined? Or was the location decided upon by the Biden administration? And if it was decided on by the Biden administration, they decided on an area where you would have to waive environmental laws, which, by the way, I didn't even know you could do. I didn't know the president could waive an environmental law. Is the president using some kind of power granted, vested by the Constitution or through some other act in order to do so? I guess he is. He is using the Real ID Act waiver authority. So one goes back to, well, is this where it's supposed to be built or did he decide where it was going to be built? Did he decide where it was going to be built because that's actually the site of the biggest problem and in order to do it, you'd have to waive these environmental laws and you have to find the act by which you could do it? Because if that's the case, as it seems that's the case, this is far more than, well, they appropriated the money. I didn't have a choice. Maybe you had a multiplicity of choices. But you went with the place where actually the need is greatest. I should be flattered. I should be appreciative. But you notice how he's trying to spin it? How he's trying to cover it? How he's trying to make it go away? Could you imagine what the situation would be at the border if he had done this three years ago? That's right, not worse, but very possibly better. And is anybody else going to notice that this comes just before a presidential election? Now we're going to start making the moves? Three years of dismantling and destroying a border process screaming that the border is broken and we're here to fix it, that the previous administration did this, that, and the other. Kamala Harris is a liar. Alejandro Mayorkas was a liar. All frauds. A year before an election, we're like, hmm, let's look into this. Good Lord, this country might actually operate once every four years. And that is no way to run a country. I'm Tony Katz. The real reason pumpkin spice is so popular. Oh, God! Oh, can we please not be those people? Are we all just anti-pumpkin spice folk? Ew, David. Come on now. It's pumpkin spice. It's delicious. Hey, phrase it. Archer, you too? I don't. I don't get it. 
Man, I, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm fine with pumpkin spice. I love well, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm that fine with pumpkin spice. Just, just settle, settle down. Pumpkin spice is delicious in proper things. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. An argument of why people love pumpkin spice. Now, first we understand that pumpkin spice, as a spice, doesn't actually contain pumpkin. It contains all the things that are around this concept. You know, the fall and autumnal and all those foods and all those baked goods and things like that. Cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, ginger, allspice, all that kind of stuff. Pumpkin spice connects us in, in, in a way of nostalgia. It connects the, the, the smell. The sense of smell as a way of, a, uh, of memory, of invoking memory, incredibly important. It's, it's why when, you, when you're testing bourbon, right, you're trying bourbon, the nose is so incredibly important because you get flavors out of the nose you don't get on the palate. Really, and that's why you have what's called the Glencairn glass, right? So it's got this foot on it. And then it bows out and then it comes back in. And so you can really get your nose in there and concentrate uh, the, 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 the nose of the, of the bourbon and really be able to get it through the nostrils and get a good feel for it. It's why when people smoke a cigar, some of them, I, I'm not one of these guys. It's just never worked for me. They do a retrohale. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. Uh, they bring the smoke out the nostrils. Remember, you're not inhaling a, a, a cigar, right? That, that's, the, that's not what you do. You're, you're bringing it into the mouth and you're toasting the palate. But if you can bring it out through the sinuses, your nose has so many more receptors, you get different flavors. You, or, they're, they're, or you could argue even they're, they're maybe more concentrated if not necessarily different. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, what, what the nose can do is, is remarkable. What I cannot understand is the hate for pumpkin spice. I find pumpkin spice works for most things. Mm, beer. All right, pumpkin spice works for some things. Donuts. Mm, See, pumpkin spice donuts work. Oh, they do. Pumpkin spice donuts work, and if you don't believe so, well, then uh, you're a communist. Pumpkin spice donuts, pumpkin spice muffins, pumpkin spice works uh, in pancakes, if not just pumpkin pancakes. That all works. I'm not going to argue it works well in your beer. But the people, the people who are anti-pumpkin spice, that, that is like, that is a super weird fetish. Right? And then there's the people who try to force pumpkin spice into everything. That's a big Twinkie. Pumpkin spice Twinkies, probably no. Twinkies themselves, I could do 30 right now. I am starving, by the way. I don't know what's up. I am super, super hungry. And Twinkies sound awesome. Or maybe a yodel. I always found yodels to have more cream. No, no, I'm not thinking of yodels. Yodels are basically like devil dogs, right? Oh, am I thinking of ring dings? I am so hungry, I don't even know my snack foods anymore. This is, this is terrible. This is Tony Katz today. We'll get lunch.
himself you've got people saying he plans to go to dc after this trial after he's done with his testifying if that's what he has to do next and he's gonna go to dc and be like yeah sure i'll be speaker for a little bit i'll help you out kid oh oh we live in the most perfect timeline tony katz tony katz today 833-468-8669 833 got tony that's uh the the number i thought this was great just a you know we were talking about the the border wall biden administration is going to build border wall well the money was appropriated and we don't have a choice that's not how the secretary of homeland security put it secretary of homeland security said that there's a pressing need to do so and the Biden administration waived 26 laws, including environmental protections, in order to do this in Starr County. Which is funny because Democrats told us that walls were the worst thing ever to happen. Walls were racist. Walls were bigoted. Let me prove it to you. Then there's only one way to do it. Hey, we're going to need a mountain. Fading out is key and important. Here they are, the progressives who tell you that walls are racist. We will not build a wall. Walls don't work. A racist and sinful big wall. We spent years investing in a faulty border wall that was never going to uh, be an effective mechanism. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. It would waste taxpayer dollars on an ineffective wall. Again, an ineffective wall that can't even withstand heavy winds. We know that walls don't work, that they don't stop drugs, that they don't stop migration. A A wall is an immorality. It's not who we are as a nation. Uh, We do not agree with the building of the wall. Good to know. Good to know. But you're doing it. You're doing it, my orcas. Now, we all understand. Maybe you don't understand. It's one of the reasons we're putting together Border Week here uh, on, on the show uh, I, I look forward to bringing it to you and getting into the details because people don't get into the details. They don't understand the multi-faceted situation we're dealing with. Walls, the walls don't actually stop people from coming in the country. But it's far different than Representative Ocasio-Cortez 
tweeting in 2019, the entire premise of a wall is not based in fact. It's based in a racist and not evidence-based trope that immigrants are dangerous. No, it's not, you child. Shame on your bigotry. Shame on your hate of the nation and of data and of Border Patrol. But she's never been a big thinker. The wall does not stop anything. And I think people are stunned when they learn, when they go down to, let's say, McAllen, Texas, as I did. First of what's going to be many trips. That the wall is inside the United States border. You freak out when you see that. When you see the wall, as you're driving down this road and driving down that road, you freak Because you're like, wow, Mexico's right there. And then you're like, wait a second. I just drove through the border. I'm in Mexico. No, you're not. You're in the United States. There's the Rio Grande. There's Mexico. Oh, wait. The border is inland, sometimes inland by a couple of miles. Well, Well, what the bloody hell is that all about? What am I supposed to do with a wall that's a mile and a half in? The wall doesn't stop anyone. In these places like McAllen and other spots within Texas and the Rio Grande Valley sector, other places where you're dealing with a very twisty, curvy border. If you're in Yuma, Yuma sector in Arizona, where you've got flat land, you could say, all right, the border's here, measure it out, okay. This is where we'll put in the steel. And you can do it right there. People don't cross there. Part of this is just a straight geography lesson. Look at a map. I I wasn't planning on doing this. I have a bunch of stuff. Oh, I'm not going to get to it. It's going to drive me crazy. Just quickly, look at a map of the United States. Uh, go to your search engine. Map United States. In your in your head, you know this. But until you look, you never you never get it. You look at a map of the United States and then go down to Texas and where it connects to Mexico. And you realize the reason that the crossings take place so often in that Brownsville area along the Gulf of Mexico, and then you come up a little bit uh, into that McAllen area, is because it's an easier crossing. Look at it. Texas goes so low into Mexico there, if you will, into, into, I shouldn't say into Mexico. It goes so low, it goes so further south that that's the easiest place to cross. You're coming up from Colombia. You're coming up from Venezuela. Do you really want to be someone who has to head all the way over to cross? You really want to get into the Sonora? The Sonoran Desert goes all the way up through Phoenix, and it is is beautiful stuff. You actually want to cross through all that? You just ventured through hell and beyond to get into Mexico. And you're walking up, and, and uh, you're probably not going through Mexico City because it's too far to the west. You're heading up that East Coast Trail, and you're moving forward. You get to Monterey or, or, or close to it, and you're like, all right, Reynosa is right over here. 
Who says, no, 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 we'll turn left, we'll head up to Chihuahua, boom, we'll go to New Mexico. That's a much more difficult road to travel. So that's why so much of the crossing takes place in this spot. Now, there is another place where you see a tremendous amount of crossings. And that's El Paso. Tremendous number of crossings that take place in El Paso. It's all about where how it is on a map. It's all about how much easier it is. I think it's just important to kind of see what it is that you're dealing with on a daily. But the wall to put up in, let's say, uh, Nogales is a much easier thing to do than to put up in McAllen. So that's why the wall is on the interior. The wall doesn't stop people. The wall slows people down so Border Patrol can apprehend them. To my face, I was told this works. So... I'm in. I'm good with it. To call it racist is cheap, nonsense, pseudo-intellectual trash from people who hate themselves and hate you more. Won't even admit reality. Then again, uh, it's been a long while since since, uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez has been to the border. Maybe if she paid a visit, Um, and not just did photo ops, she would see the problem. Maybe she actually talked to Border Patrol, not in those little hearing things, but actually went down and found out. She'd be like, okay, it works, and it's not bigoted. But screaming that it's bigoted is so much easier to do, as if Representative Ocasio-Cortez ever cared about little brown children. She doesn't care about brown children at all. She doesn't care that they're in cages under Joe Biden. She doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Don't take any pictures. Don't do any photo ops. But if Trump was in office, ooh, she'd be so mad. The wall does work. But it's only one part of many parts of a plan. And even people on on my side of the aisle, man, they just don't do it right because they all want to scream, build the wall, as if somehow that solves the problem. It doesn't solve the problem at all. It is a piece of of solving a problem that takes multiple layers and steps. But the pseudo-intellectuals like Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Ocasio-Cortez, and others, this is just racist. This is... These are unserious people, and they should be told so. Very loudly. Let us change subjects. I'll do that coming up. This is Tony Katz today. That is as bad as it's going to get in the state of Florida or possibly red states in general for trans people. I think that this is the ultimate goal. Yes, he wants to deter as many gay and trans people from the state of Florida as possible, but those who do not leave at their own free will, well, what's going to happen if you refuse to leave a bathroom? This is a very odd 
posting on TikTok, and I got to play it out for you a little bit, explain it a little bit to you to have it make sense before you go, wait, I'm sorry, what is this woman saying? Tony Katz, that's me, Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. This woman is talking about what's going to happen to people who are gay in Florida. Gay and trans. Now, I think it's very important that we engage a level of separation here because this whole idea of LGBTQ is nonsense and it has to stop. It is insulting, in my view, to people who are gay, people who are lesbians, people who are bisexual, who have want nothing to do with the T. The T, the trans movement, is a radical movement that is based and steeped in force. Whether that force be uh, through um, kind of uh, struggle sessions uh, vis-a-vis Mao or physical force. You have, as if you are living in a recurring dream, it's Groundhog Day, that the Colorado Supreme Court is going to hear a case involving a transgender woman who sued a Colorado baker after he refused to make a pink and blue cake to celebrate her birthday and her gender transition. The baker in question is Jack Phillips. You know the name, Masterpiece Cake Shop. The same baker who had to fight this before because he wouldn't decorate a cake for a same-sex wedding. He said it goes against my religious beliefs. Well, they don't want to leave this guy alone. You will obey. You will be forced to do what we tell you. Not only will you be okay with it, you will cheer it, you will celebrate it, and you'll beg to decorate our cakes. Instead of going to another bakery, they seek him out, make demands that you know he will not follow, and then they sue him. The trans movement is hateful, is angry, is bigoted, is violence, because this is violence. Whoa, just beyond disgusting. This is abusive. This should be thrown out immediately. But Colorado actually wants to play the woke game. This woman is appearing in this video. She's in front of it. She created a backdrop, if you will. And it's from Vice. Is it from Vice or somewhere else? Governor DeSantis signs law that would punish child sex offenders with death penalty. Okay, I, I know nothing about it, but leave it, leave it there. Listen to what she's saying now. They're already calling the communities um, trans and gay. They're already calling them groomers. That's the next step. Well, they didn't leave the bathroom because they're obviously going to do something with my child. And if they think that you're a pedophile or a groomer or a sex offender... It's legalized genocide. Okay, we're going to take a moment to break this down a little bit. Because what this woman just said, if I understand her right, is that people who are trans and uh, who, who make the claim that they're in the wrong body are indeed groomers. Her argument is that if you're a man who says they're a woman and you're in the women's restroom and you won't leave the women's restroom, people will assume you're there for a nefarious purpose and then try and harm you or kill you and then make the claim that you were just a rapist. 
That is one interesting bit of stretch. I think we would be better off recognizing that men are not women and women are not men and men should not be in the women's restroom. That would make more sense. But for the left, this is more than just ideology. This is cottage industry. Pushing this, allowing this, demanding this. Mutilating children makes money. We've already heard from hospitals that made the sweet, sweet cash. This is the Washington Free Beacon. Planned Parenthood is helping teenagers transition after a 30-minute consult. Parents and doctors are sounding the alarm. Let me translate what's going on here. They're uh, providing prescriptions for estrogen and and testosterone. And they do it to special needs kids because, of course, the whole world of of pushing uh, uh, transgenderism, they do it to kids with autism all the time. I mean, the stories out there are, are horrific. Planned Parenthood can't make the sweet, sweet cash they were making as an abortion mill, so they turned to this. If it wasn't for mutilation, Planned Parenthood couldn't make a living. Based on what it is they're doing. It's profitable. Confusing kids, mutilating kids, forcing medicines on kids, it's profitable. You want to tell me that what they're doing to children is worse than what Purdue Pharma did with Oxy? Let's talk about that. I'm Tony Katz.